seems cold and bleak and you just can't take it anymore. Here it comes, that glimmer of hope, a light shines through the dark. It's a hopeless show, with Aaron and Rohit Woe. It's a hopeless show, with Aaron and Rohit Woe. Nine five nine five. Welcome to episode nine five of the Hopeless Show. You know what's hilarious though? What's that? It's episode ninety eight. Oh, ninety eight, nine eight, nine eight. Because I don't have my glasses on, and in the current font that we're using, which is PT Serif, uh, the five looks like an eight. So nine eight, nine eight. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> See most, yeah, most shows would re-record that intro. Nope. But Aaron and I, we are honest to a fault. And it's a pretty grave fault. We we have we have lots of faults. But the, what's great what's great about being honest to our audience is now you know that whenever we say something inappropriate, stupid, dumb, it's it's the first time we said it. It's not like we went back and tried to be funnier or tried to be smarter or tried to be better. We just are coming to you with honesty, with truth, with stupidity. And we're going to do that again today. And it is episode 98. It's Jimmy Kimmel. Did you see this? Jimmy Kimmel celebrated 20 years of the Jimmy Kimmel show. And he wow. had like George Clooney and Snoop Dogg and Coldplay on. And so we're about to be celebrating 100 episodes mm-hmm. and we're going to do special stuff. And I guarantee you, uh, Aaron, you have to stop promising our special things. Well, I'm just, wait, wait, wait for me to finish. We are going to have an amazing show just like Jimmy Kimmel, but I guarantee you it will be without Snoop Dogg, George Clooney and Coldplay. Yeah. We just don't have time to accommodate all of them into our regularly scheduled one hour episode. Um, so sorry, Snoop, George, and whoever the last person you said was cold play. Yes. Sorry. We just don't have time for you for 100. Maybe, maybe later we'll, we'll make time for you, but we will have a fun episode for episode 100. But today we have episode 95 slash 98, depending on how you see. And that, that is, then the theme is venting, venting. We're both going to vent and there's going to be a lot of venting or it could be ventilation, ventilation. If you're in a stuffy room, which I am right now. Yeah. And like, you know, if you wear, boxers that are not boxer briefs you can ventilate your balls so it's like it can be all sorts of venting <laughs> yeah you never you don't know what's coming with this yeah. venting and i think well i have i have signed a vent about just that's been going on that just pisses me off and i think you do too well, what's grinding your gears Aaron? what is grinding my gears so you know i talk to different people about politics or things going on in, in the world people i know and there's this one friend in particular who you know, he's a MAGA, and it's the hypocrisy with which he argues his points mm-hmm. is nauseating. It's like, like I'll say, you know, you really didn't have any proof with what your point was there, because I'm all about listening to with open ears, mm-hmm. and he'll say, no, well, actually, you have the least proof ever of anyone. I'm like, wait, I just said that. And now you're just saying it, but more like, just give me proof. So an example, he made this claim 
that Joe Biden, well, one little side note, he also always says, all you do is watch CNN and ABC and Washington Post. And I'm like, I actually watch none of those and read none of that. Uh, I, I told him what I, I, every day I look at CNN, Fox News, and Drudge Report. Those are the three things that I read every day. Good way to get a good swipe. That's good swipe. Good way, yeah. And I read them all every morning. I look at the headlines that have going, are going on. Of course, I'll read things that are sent to me or if someone sure. like, if you or any friend sends an article, I'll read that. But those are, that's like my morning wake up. I'm going to look at these three things to see what's going yeah. on in the world. You read Hustler for the articles? I, well, the, yeah, and the boobs. Yes. <laughs> uh, so here's what, like, so we we go back and forth and the conversations amount to nothing. But in this particular case, he said that President Biden had stole, stolen or illegally taken $70 million from China. And I said to him, prove it to me, show me. Show me evidence that this exists. Because he always, when I'll say anything, he'll say, prove it to me, show it to me. Then I'll send him an article from anything and he'll say, that's fake news. No matter what it is, it can be Fox News, it can be anything. He'll say it's fake. So I can't win. I know that. I can never win with an argument. But this time, I just tried to say, send me in, send me the truth about that. I know that Trump will say things like that. He'll say whatever. But I said, send me proof. Show me that our president of the United States right now illegally took $70 million from China and, and you know, because that would be a pretty big deal, right? He'd maybe be removed from office if that was uh, the truth. And so, so let me just, I'm going to read a couple responses because it just nauseates me that you can't have just a regular conversation with people who... And they can just make things up and then prove it as fact. So he said this. He said, um, where is it? Sorry, taking a minute. Um, I said, can you just send it to me? And he said, there are deposits from a Russian oligarch and a Biden Pennsylvania state program got between 50 and 70 million in Chinese donations. You say that's not true. Again, you have a low IQ. <laughs> and I'm just like, Show me the sources. Show me any. I said, show me any legit source. And then I said, Biden got, and he said that Biden would have no money otherwise. And I said, that's not true. He's been a senator for like 140. He was a senator when they signed the Declaration of Independence. Like the guy has made money in, uh, in politics. And he also has made money as a speaker. When you're a famous person like this, you get money just speaking. Like he yeah. goes and gives a speech at a university, he'll get a hundred grand. So he's, he's not like super rich, but he's well off from that, that you just become that from being a famous person like him. And then yeah. he said, you're such an idiot. You go look it up. I don't need to do the work for you. Yeah, you do. The burden of proof is upon the person making the accusation, both in law and our judicial system and our criminal system, as well as just in a standard basis of argument. Um, it's kind of debate 101. You make a claim, you got to bring the receipts. And That's, I mean, I agree. And, but yeah. what do you say back? Then he said, uh, sure, while you're at it, believe the world is flat too. Stupid is as stupid does. Yeah. And I'm like... That's, that's not a very convincing argument uh, <laughs> because we know the world is flat. 
Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and stupid no, is not as stupid does. You just can be stupid, but you don't have to do stupid things. See, I understand the frustration actually from both you and your friend because we live in a post-truth world, right? We've seen the media go completely biased for whichever side they're supporting. We've seen mass censorship from the governmental form. We've seen mass censorship from the media. We've seen coordination between social media, news media, and the government. We have seen people that are whistleblowers get put in prison that are prosecuted harder than those that they blew the whistle on. There is so much stuff that the governments of every country are hiding from themselves. And on top of that, it's impossible to be a politician and be a moral person. There's no decent politician out there. They are taking bribes. They are all terrible. What so about me? Whatever, what about me? Honestly, like you're probably the the least terrible, but the <laughs> bar is so 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 low. The bar is not only subterranean. The bar is actually at the core of the earth. We have lower standards for our news media and for our politicians than we do for any other position. Hell, we're going to talk about this later. Our standards are pretty low for police, it seems, these days. Our standards are low for the people that it should matter to the most that are defining our truth, that are keeping us safe, that are running our world. Our standards have, are low for podcasts, too, because you're listening to us right now. Oh, yeah. we, so. we Like I said, we keep it real because we don't think about what we say before we say it. Um, so this is a lot of this is a train of thought. But this, I think the people that suffer most from the coordination between media corporations and government are the citizens themselves. We cannot even have a conversation. But then what do I do with this? Like it just, I can't. It's, it's honestly show the receipts and, and if they don't have the receipts then you can walk away from that conversation, just say, come to me with evidence first before you make a claim. And if they do come with evidence, you, I what that's what I loved about you, Aaron. And you and I get into debates all the time that are even off air. You will always look at the information. And you yeah. don't always agree with it, but you're always going to look at it. And sometimes, you know, I'm sure we both make each other infuriated because there's evidence that neither of us will accept. But the fact is we both will look at it. And and that's so, that's exactly it. If he were to send me something that said, here's the uh, documents that President Biden has uh, illegally taken $70 million from China. And I would say, ooh, that's bad. And he probably is going to be removed from office. But... If it didn't, it's there's so much corruption. There's greater corruption than that's happening that people aren't getting removed for anyway. And honestly, like, but it, there's no proof. If there's no like showing of this happening, and it's just something like Trump said randomly, then it doesn't. I mean, even look at the previous president. There was all these things that were just claimed about him without proof, but people just ran with it. This is this is literally it's a cycle. It's an insidious cycle. And the hopelessness comes from, even we're not even on our first topic, but we're going to get a pretty heavy first topic. I think this is the idea. And I think yeah, real, what I really liked what you said is like you read CNN, you look at Fox News, and you look at Drudge Report. You would go to these three sources, which kind of ping pong, right? Mm -hmm. And that means the best way to be informed is to break out of your echo chamber. And the crazy part is just how many conspiracy theories have come true over the past few years have been proven true, which is sad because they should have stayed conspiracies. Um, it's just sad that like, you know, the peer conspiracy theorists have been given credence because of all misinformation, hidden information and censorship. So I think it's great that you're doing what you're doing. And I think that your friend should really, instead of insulting you should actually put together a case because you know what? There's only two ways 
that could end up if your friend actually does the research one they make a really compelling case and are like get you to think be like oh shit you might be onto something or they learn from themselves okay maybe this is unfounded but when the uh, when what, the other person just likes to basically compliment themselves and say how right they are and how great they are and how smart they are and how they doused you yeah it's it's it's, it's, it's like when uh, when they do that then you can just kind of agree with them and like almost it's like malicious compliance and then it to the point where they realize that you have kind of been you know you just agree with everything they say and double on it like be the hype man to be like yo are you are you fucking with me right now and then yeah you can kind of you can annoy the shit or just say you go just, you go girl yeah yeah um and so well thank you for letting me vent yeah it's 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 yeah and here's the thing i think the hard part is it's also really hard to vent um, because a lot of venting is done publicly. A lot of venting has to be done on social because people are so isolated or that's kind of where the majority of their social interactions come. And not all venting is created equal. And personally, I wish people would not vent that much online because it's really cringe. But I do think it's important that people can express themselves. Um, so it's just find the people you know that that you can trust, but hopefully that aren't in your bubble because that venting could then be productive versus reinforcing biases. And we're in the age of affirmation. Nobody wants to face conflicting thought. You see that in higher education. Yeah, they you don't. You see that everywhere. Nobody wants to, like even with Twitter, all of a sudden people are raging because now they're seeing conservative opinions that are showing up in their feed. And they're like, how dare they? It's like, shouldn't you be okay with seeing something that you is outside of your bubble, whether it's true or not. Um, so I think it's great that people are being exposed to this, but now that we are in an age where hopefully people are pushing past the media oligarchs um, that control our thoughts um, and you know that I'm concluding social media platforms, um, that maybe they you have to now develop a sense of conversation that can go, that is, you have to step it up because we have to do what our media and governmental and corporate oppressors will not let us do, which and is we, come and that's and why we're doing facts. That's what we're doing here is we're bringing up, yeah. uh, we're venting, but also bringing up these topics so that we can uh, oh, yeah. have oh, actual yeah. dialogue. And uh, yes. I guess, do you have and anything to vent about? It's, it's fun, fun to vent. It's really fun. Um, I, I will like to vent about something. Okay. Um, and this is just, this is so trivial compared to the, to the greater scheme of things. But I just, um, you know, I ordered a new computer. Congrats. Um, thank you. Thank you. Um, you know, I've, I've moved into a phase of my career right now where I am sort of an independent contractor and I'm taking on projects and it's really, really fun, which means for the first time since the year 2003, I've had to buy my own new computer. And in the past, I have bought computers, but they've been, you know, used because I got really good deals. I, I love buying like one-year used computers that cost like half the price. Mm -hmm. um, you know, my partner Ina, she's does. She's not a fan of that because I'm always buying it from dudes. And she's like, "Do you have any idea what those keys that <laughs> seen and that screen has shown on that computer?" And you're buying somebody else's computer, so I sanitize. The Rhymes shit with foreign cub. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it's corn. Bub. Rub. Um, <laughs> and the, uh, so I finally, finally ordered a beautiful, beastly 16 inch MacBook Pro with an M2 Max chip, 32 
gigs of RAM and terabyte hard drive and 32 core processor. It's pretty awesome. And then it got, it was getting delivered yesterday morning. I'm like, crap, I'm going to be, you know, at the company that I'm currently doing work for. And the, I rerouted to UPS. Then they just UPS. They, it was near my house and I just had to the UPS near my house. Then instead they then rerouted it after that to Ontario, California. Ooh. Yeah. Which is not near Los Angeles directly. Mm-mm. I think it's like at least an hour or two. It's like near Palm Springs. Um, and then they sent it back to LA this morning. So it would have been know, funny if it was carbon. Ontario, Canada. Oh God, that would be so annoying. They rerouted and it to Ontario, Canada. So you just have to drive there. And yeah, that would be very frustrating. And so then I, was I think it'd pick be it up fun. today. I think it'd be really funny. After multiple calls for UPS, then saying pushing back my delivery date from yesterday to Wednesday next week, um, I went to pick it up uh, today. It finally showed up, um, and the package was like had a huge gash. It was absolutely beat to shit. <laughs> it looks like a Wolverine wore a brown UPS uniform <laughs> and just tore through my package. So um, I haven't turned it on or even actually opened the package yet but i hope to god that just based on the damage of it it's not looking good so, so that, that's my venting it has, very a gash, it has a gash in it uh-huh yeah oh yeah it's got a a, a very very inviting gash like a gash in a box uh-huh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. which could yeah, be a, yes. a great fast food chain yes gash wow. in a box yes i don't know what they would serve Besides pastrami and gas, roast beef, mashed potatoes. Um, so it's like, wait, guacamole and mashed potatoes combined on the burger to make it a gash burger. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know anymore. I don't know anymore. Oh, Help I'm me. not even. Let's move on. All right. Um, let's go to our first topic, which is a very happy one. No, yeah, it's not. And, and we are recording this on a Friday afternoon, uh, end of the workday. And the there's some stuff that's going to be happening. So, so, so when you listen to this, the world might be very different where things might have happened. So uh, from the time we're recording, so just be, you know, know where we are. And part of this topic is going to be us deciding or, or thinking about what we think might happen. Because this topic is what happened in Memphis. And... Uh, For those who don't know, there was a police brutality incident in uh, in Memphis, Tennessee, with Tyre Nichols. I believe that's is it Tyre Tyree 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 Nichols, and Tyree Nichols seemed like a good guy. He was uh, I like him because he was a huge Clipper fan, and he had Crohn's disease, which I have. So like. Two things that I just think, man, this guy seems like he's one of my, I, my one of my people. And I feel like I've been with you at a Clippers game when you had Crohn's act up. So it's like it's like Oh it's yeah. Oh that's yeah. the sporting events are like when Crohn's gets problematic because uh mm. of the variety of of things that they serve at the games. So yes, yes, that has happened before, probably for Tyree as well. But Tyree got um unnecessarily beaten and killed by five cops in Memphis. There is going to be video. These cops have since been, I think last week they were released from their duties and they're being charged with second degree murder. The video is going to be released tonight. And it it is uh, five black cops who beat 
and killed a black man. Which doesn't mean, by the way, that it isn't racially um, motivated. Because they're, uh, I think NWA saying about it too, like white cops, black cops. Like, it's it's not a, uh, wasn't that a song from NWA? I think it was. I think Ice Cube had a lyric about it. But yeah. the whole point is, so we don't know the motive. We don't know why. But they're going to be releasing this video tonight. And people everywhere are standing by because they're worried about uh, violence against the police. And mm-hmm. I have a pretty big problem with how the media has handled this. Uh, I I think it's sort of disgusting. It's like the it's like the media wants riots to happen. It's like they're building this up so that we know this video is coming out tonight and so that in Memphis and other places they're like, "All right, everyone, this video is coming out, but peacefully protest, but we're going to bring it out and it's going to be shocking and terrible and it's going to be like nothing you've ever seen before." I just don't get like why do that? Like you don't need to do it. You can we can have it be released. We can show it. We can show that these people are going to be, um, it can be a, a statement of, again, how police brutality is terrible and we have to uh, change some of the ways and all that. But the media helping incite potential violence by building up this this release of this tape all week is nauseating to me. I, I think mm-hmm. the media is to blame for it. I think if bad things happen, it's the media's fault. And... I uh, am am just disgusted by how they've handled it on all fronts to make this something that then people are going to get more fired up than they need to about. Not that they shouldn't be fired up when you learn about it, but to make it an event. They're making it a Friday night event of this video. Yep. And yep. it just shouldn't be that way. It should be. This, it, it should be. This, no, it just I, shouldn't. I think you articulated it perfectly. The media is literally not just complicit. They are responsible for turning a tragedy into an event and into a, to, they want, the media wants riots. The media wants violence because people don't tune into the news or feel good. They tune into the news to see carnage. Yep. Right. And <coughs> the media loves riots. They absolutely love chaos because they can report on it they can be live on the scene and the media honestly like i said we got we talked on earlier is pure evil and should not be trusted because of things like this well this is Uh, this is it the like i just looked at fox news they say boarding up memphis braces for unrest ahead of tyree nichols video so they boarded up the city already cnn equally guilty yep um Family attorney calls for disbanding of Memphis's police scorpion unit ahead of video release. Like these are both like Fox and CNN. Both I read every day. They're front pages and mm-hmm. they're both guilty. They're both yep. part of the problem. Yup. Um, shameless, shameless. And they are stoking fear and people are going to be more likely to participate in violence because they are feeling like, oh, well, everybody's doing it. It's, it's time to, you know, time to get out there. And and that's, we're, we are not saying that there should not be protests. We think that, you know, and this is not, this is not an indictment on Tyree Nichols or anybody. We think that people should 
be able, you have literally protected the constitution to peacefully protest and to demonstrate. And if you, for anything that you want, and they should be allowed to, and we are not against that. But what we are really noticing is that the media doesn't want this to be a peaceful, they are, they, they want to project the idea that this is going to be violent because that's going to get people to tune in. It's pure, pure, like violence porn. It is. And, and and everyone's, and, uh, oh, uh, I just saw this. This just uh, came through my feed. Breaking, breaking, breaking. That's my breaking news sound. Um, Questlove, the famous uh, drummer and DJ and uh, member of The Roots and documentarian yep. and Oscar winner. <laughs> all right. Got all that in. He wrote his, uh, he just posted on, on Instagram. Do not watch it. Do not watch it. Exclamation, exclamation. For the love of God, torture porn is not going to serve your soul. All right, respect. Yeah, respect. I, like, I think people, yeah, people want to know what's in there. But honestly, if you have the stomach, great. But like, honestly, you don't don't reward the media for this is this is even worse than when LeBron James did the whole like the decision. Oh, that was he awful. His decision, yeah, and he made a whole primetime event. We thought that was dystopian. That's a cute and adorable because that's just sports. This is real life. They are turning the death of an innocent man into a fucking event for ratings. So what, so, and I, I mean, what do you think's going to happen here? What do you think's going to happen from, this? I don't know what's going to, I think that you will see some violence. And I do think here's the thing. When you, when you're protesting, if you are going to use violence, take it to your oppressors, not your community. So, you know, it's, if media is, I don't mind it. If some media, uh, buildings get fucking burned yeah but they're you know that's not going to happen it's going to be the cops versus the citizens like always yeah it's it's and it's going to be businesses that have nothing to do with it and it's going to be people that are trying to peacefully protest that are getting caught in the crossfire and it's going to be the people that don't deserve anything that are going to hit feel the brunt of this and the media will remain completely untouched yeah it's uh so the only hope i guess and I agree there's going to be some violence. I hope it's not massive. Um, my God, I mean, because L.A., like, these things also go nuts here. Don't want to um, see that tonight because I'm going to be out in downtown. So I don't want, I'd ideally not want to be around it. But Yeah, dude, stay safe, man. Honestly, like, it's, it's, mm. here's, people have a right to be angry about what happened. But my God. They, but just is going to make sure they're as angry as possible. Oh, uh, just I guess I, I want to bring some hope. So this is it. It we need to speak up more, and this is what we're doing right now about yeah. the actual problem. And that's the hope I can get is if more people and if everyone, anyone, everyone listening right now, t- spread this word. Talk about the actual problem with your friends, and because this is the actual problem. Things happen. We want to know about them. We don't need to make them make make them a media circus and an event, like an event of torture porn. Yeah. So it and yes, I agree. That. And also, there is positive to come out of this, Aaron. And it's like, and there's a lot of people out there like, oh God, you know, they're protesting. Yeah, police kill white people all the time. Nobody protests. Blah 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 blah. blah. Look at the rate of like, but like people just like throw out all those numbers. There is so much good. That comes out. Yes, sure. Most of the protests have happened because of black victims of police brutality. 
But guess what, people that are complaining that, oh, nobody protests when it's white people. Guess what? Because of the protests that we have seen, we have seen more stations use body cameras. We have seen police officers in various precincts get more training. Many have been fired. And guess what? That means less police brutality for all races. And just so you need to support when you're supporting change just because you, you shouldn't withdraw your support just because it's people that don't match your skin or you feel there's hypocrisy because overall for good, there is good when people stand up to powers that are oppressive because everybody wins. And so in the sense that yeah, there is good that can come out of this, hopefully the protests are peaceful. So that is my takeaway is that maybe there is some unity here that it's, it's you know, there is a okay. problem with, yes, I think there is an inherent bias even amongst black officers because, against black suspects, and that's been proven and it's been shown. But when you improve the lives and protect those who are most susceptible, you are also protecting yourself. So okay. that's that that to me is hopefully, this brings awareness to that. Awareness. Um, yeah. And so, then we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah. So, and you'll know what happens when you listen to it. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, now we'll we'll move on. And we wanted to tackle this because it's it's happening now. And so it's yep. time for our sports update. And yes. Rohit, I just feel so sad right now, so terribly hopeless about my Tua. Oh. For those who don't know, Tua is Tua. Tunga Vailoa is the quarterback for the Miami Dolphins, my team. If you don't know that by now, if you listen to this show, I don't think you're listening to the show, actually. He is the quarterback, and he is going. He got elected to the Pro Bowl this year as uh, one of the quarterbacks. Deservedly. Deservedly as one of the quarterbacks. Even though he missed six games because of concussions, he still got elected because he was the num- number two, pa- had the number two passer rating in uh in the NFL, one of the best quarterbacks this season when he played. And he's going to miss it because of these concussions. And they're saying they're like, they're looking for his long-term health. And I feel very nervous about, is he like ever going to play again? And, and also, did you know also not only like, he was also not only was he, you know, am I a fan of him? He was the number one vote getter of any NFL player for the Pro Bowl for fans. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's cool. So and he's a lovable guy. Great story. I mean, he, you know, what his whole thing is was like he had a major catastrophic leg injury before the NFL draft when yeah. he was drafted, which actually caused him to fall to the Miami Dolphins. People thought he'd be number one overall. Everybody's doing tank for Tua. You know, they were trying to like. Get you know previous season teams are trying to lose. He got an injury toward the end of the pick. season. Exactly. So in his last you know college game, he just had a horrific injury to his knee, or I think it was his knee. Mm-hmm. Um, and so people thought that would be the thing holding him back. Now it's his concussions. So what do you think? So what do you think is going to happen? I my prediction is that he's going to kind of be on a snap count next year, and I think there is going to be an overcorrection. Of taking players out of games a second if they just get roughed up a little bit, you know, they, they kind of come up days. You're going to start to see a lot of controversy. Like, dude, I'm fine. It was just, you know, like I think that's it's gonna change the way players are tackled. It's gonna change those sort of penalties. So I do think Tua himself is gonna have a major impact on the game because people don't know how they don't want to see him 
on the field. They don't want to see another player like fucking convulsing fingers, like curling, you know, or dying like Demar Hamlin. It's, it's, I think you're going to start to see a lot more sensitivity. You're not even seeing these hits of like, you know, there used to be these highlights of just big hits every week. You're not even seeing those anymore. I think there's a whole different sensitivity to the game, but I do think negatively it will impact Tua because he is the face of concussions right now. And I think that his career will be cut short, not because he can't play, but because the NFL does not want to get sued. They don't want to. So I do think that there is going to be a very, very short leash on him. And I think his retirement will possibly be forced within the next year if he gets another concussion. But I think until then he's going to be, he's going to be like playing on eggshells. Well, I feel terrible. You yeah, just made me feel sucks. worse. Yeah, it's it sucks. But if anything, maybe the feel good part is, is he's a good dude and he might have be able to look at Muhammad Ali today. Look at all these people that had CTE. You know, Muhammad like, Ali's dead. Yes. Well, look when he was still alive. Like the dude took so many hits to the head, like he couldn't even function. You know. No. And you don't want that. Tua has a lot of money already. Yeah. Know? And yeah, but he, it's, but I like him playing football. Yeah, he's great to watch. He's good. He is good for football. I want football. Tua is good. I want Tua football. Me want Tua football. And the Dolphins are much better with him as their quarterback. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. So, all right, we'll move on. I feel terrible right now. Gosh, I want to vent. Can I bring bring you some hope? I wanted to vent, but okay. One, I think because of how Tua has persevered and he will continue to persevere, I think he will continue to be a more beloved name across the league. And I think you're going to see the one player across the league that every fan, even AFC East fans, your competitors, are going to be kind of protective over in ways. He will, in a way, one way he's going to be bubble wrapped. The other way he's going to be cradled. You know, it depends on how you look at it. And I think, like, if anything, maybe players aren't going to, defensive ends aren't going to hit him. Pass rushers aren't hit him that hard, Right. And that means maybe he'll get some cleaner passes out. Ooh. Maybe he can actually use that to his benefit when he's playing. You know those big... Nobody blo- wants to be the one. Nobody wants to be the one that put two out for the rest of his career. So how about this? You know that like you, you see those sumo wrestler things in like big blow-ups where you can like sumo wrestle on like a bounce house where you put yeah, the yes. sumo wrestler yes. thing around your body? I think Tua yes. should play football in one of those. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, rest in peace, Jared Lorenz and the hefty lefty. Um, he was a 400-pound quarterback. Um, he passed away a few years ago. But, yes, that would be the first time we would have seen something like that. Um, <laughs> Tangent talk. Uh, yes. All right. Well, we'll move on. I, I would love to see him in one of those sumo outfits. Yeah. Here's the Yeah. Your takeaway is Tua might have it on easy mode with the hits on him. Great. He might, might have I just think no one should touch. It should be no touch Tua. You're yeah. not allowed to touch he him. Should, he'll have to wear a red jersey in games. Yeah. It's yeah. only flag football with him. Yes, exactly. So we have a debate to keep it moving. Um, I find this interesting because we were talking about the whole thing with black uh, cops and possible racist actions against the mur- with the murder of Tyree Nichols. And then there was an article today that I really want your thoughts on. And then I have some takes too. It was sure. by the way when you mentioned black cops, hold your thought. It reminds me of the time when Call of Duty Black Ops first came out, and some people were like, "Wait, I thought it was about black cops." Like they, it was just like a mishearing. Oops. Of, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Continue. You have a theory. I have a theory. <laughs> um, that uh, so this there's an article that came out in the LA Times today. 
that was about did the Oscars fail black women in 2023? Because in the um, this is the commentary. It's not just the Oscars that fail black women. It's the entire awards ecosystem. And it what the whole point of this article is that uh, the Academy totally screwed up because no black not enough black women were nominated for awards this season. Um, there were no black women, female directors and I think only a couple actors. So, I, so, and then it goes on and on this article about that. So I'm curious your opinion. Cause I have a, a take, but I, oh, I got a take too. I don't know who's gonna be spicier. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I'm go. I'll just go. Yeah. I don't think it's the it's necessarily the award committees that have failed black women. I think it's the writers and directors of Hollywood that have failed black women. Here's why. They are black women are getting rightfully cast in way more parts than they ever have before. And it's great because they were severely underrepresented in Hollywood. You know, when black women have added so much to our culture, they're part of American culture, why are they not represented in film and TV? And now they've over the past 3 years there's been, I think, quite a big, you know, correction oh, yeah. to that. The problem is how pathetic their roles are and so typecast. Nearly look back at any any black woman that's been cast in a major role. Number one, it's almost always a supporting character, sidekick. Number two, she always is kind of like has the same hair, haircut, hairstyle. They're not even showing a diversity of hair, right? Um, number three, every character, almost every single black woman that has been cast in film and TV has the exact same persona. The independent, don't take no shit, badass, no, you know, can't nobody can stop her. Like they are not a good character in any bit of writing has flaws because you as the audience or the viewer or the reader can associate with those flaws and see them overcome or see how they play into that. Now, black women have been cast as strong, can't be touched, flawless characters. And that is criminal. And I think it's given really brilliant black female actors, incredible black female actors, it has not allowed them to show their range. It has not allowed them to play roles that are amazing because also they're not even lead roles. They're just supporting badass characters that are exactly the same from one movie to the next. Um, even in video games. So it's, 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 and even TV. So I think it's not the, the Academy's fault because they have not been given good roles to even judge black women by. And I think that that's my answer to this. Okay. So I agree with the, with your take. I have a different take though. I but I agree with you. I totally agree with you. I think there are many there've been many great black female performances this year. And that doesn't mean that we have to check off a box in every category to make sure we hit every type of person because there are five nominees and five bests and to me it's sing it's starting to single out in like the opposite way the uh like a different type of racism that you have to check off a box even if maybe the performance just wasn't as good as the other performance or people thought that 
uh, like the directors. It was uh, the guy who did Banshees of uh, Inisherin, the Todd Field, the Daniels who did Everything Everywhere All at Once, Steven Spielberg, and uh, the guy who did Tri Triangle of Sadness. So if and this includes like there's an Asian man in here, there's a Jewish man in here. So it's it's not like uh, it's not so. So then what you take one of them out, then is it are Asians uh, going to be Asian men aren't getting represented? Jewish men aren't getting represented? I don't know. Just pick. I'm just saying how many boxes do we have to check in every category? Yeah. And I'll do the same because uh, th this everything everywhere all at once category got a lot of actor nominations for a lot of the roles, um, including three Asian Asian uh, actors. So are we going to supposed to kick one of the other ones off who did a good performance because we need to make sure we check off all the boxes. Mm -hmm. I think we've corrected in society to where there has been representation by lots of uh, people of every type of recent, um, many predominantly African American films have won a lot of awards like Moonlight. Yeah. Um, and uh, 20, uh, uh, how many years a slave was it? 12, 12, 12 years a slave. And, and just 12 too many, 12 too many. And so I just think we, we can't be doing awards based on checking every box. We have to just check based on performances. Yes. And I think we're at, and, it, and this is almost like, it goes back to the equity versus equality, you know, like equity means it's an, it, it's the same outcome for everybody. So everybody gets the same, you know, op, you know, but equality means everybody gets the same opportunity. And right now you're seeing an underrepresentation of black women because they are not given the opportunities to show their range. And just demanding that they be better represented in the awards is not fair to those who actually had great performances. And so I do think, yes, it comes down to, I, I agree with you too. And I do think it comes down to the filmmaking and the writing, and that needs to be much more inclusive and not tokenism. Because as a person of color myself, by the way, brown people, we don't get cast in anything unless we have an accent or we fucking work in a convenience store or some nerdy doctor. Like, that, that's what I need people get. So I'm used to, I'm, I don't like ever expect to see people. Or your Kumal. Uh, ever win awards. Or your Kumal, yeah. um, uh, Kumal Najimi. Yeah. But yeah, he's got an accent. He's a foreign guy. He's a weird, like, but he gets cast in a lot of things. He's like sure, the guy. But people like guy. me will never have a lead role and they'll never be uh, a, you know, a Hollywood heartthrob, never will you win these awards. And I'm, I've, I've come to accept that. I, I know that's what the Hollywood's like. But I do think that's because people... Uh, like wait, Riz Ahmed. Riz Ahmed, he, he's become one of those. Yeah, but he's much more, I would say, he's less mainstream. You know? He's kind of heartthrobby um, and that stuff. Sure, sure. I think he's um, gorgeous. But, but he's he, he'll win like the, the independent spirit award type things. But he won't get the Oscars, I don't think. Um, but so I guess so, we both, it's we, it's interesting debate. Yeah. This debate, we both have uh, differing points that we both agree with. Yeah, it's, 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 yes. And I think it's for me, it's, it's not an, people aren't given equal opportunity. When you're not given equal opportunity, you don't have a, you don't have a, a way to hit the same out, outcome. And I think you're saying is that you can't just judge by the outcome because, you know, there's, you're taking people that would rightfully deserve it just because you want to check a box and you're taking, you're taking away that opportunity. And I agree with you too. So our takeaway is give black women better roles and then you will see more black women nominated. Yes. And, uh, and also make sure that, uh, Rohit gets an Oscar for best actor. Yeah.
Yes, yes, please. So now, now, which is a perfect segue into uh, Hopeless TV. We have one Hopeless TV segment today, and um, it is the show White Lotus. So yes, I, finally, I finished the show White Lotus. Ooh. So or I mean, oh yeah, good job. You you do a good White Lotus. Thank you. So if you have not seen the show White Lotus, skip ahead to the next segment, which will be Guess the BTS. So I'm just, so this is going to have some spoilers. I watched the show. I did a binge of it because I can't not do a binge of this stuff. When I start getting into something, I can't stop. And I watched it in two days. And man, it's all right. Like, it's all right. Like, there, there's... Are you just doing this to be difficult because everybody else liked it? No, I just think it's just all right. Like, it's there's a, it's just a lot of stereotypes, and it's a lot of, okay, the rich the rich white people would suck, which we, yeah, of course. And sure. I, everyone basically sucks. I was just hoping that they'd all die. Like, I wanted almost everyone in the show to just get killed. And, it's kind of like the Sopranos. Yeah, yeah, do that. And then... And... It's so slow at times because they just have the, it's like scenery shot, wave shot, cloud shot, volcano shot. Then a little thing happens. I I think it's, it's fine. It's entertaining enough, but it's just a very fancy soap opera. And in a lot of ways, there's some cool aspects and there's some things that were more interesting than other things and stuff. But a lot of it is just like the douchebags continues to be a douchebag and he sucks. And Uh, there will be no Cameron slander. Um, Yo, it's he's ridiculous. Uh, it's a parody. It's like it's an obvious like funny parody of a like a bro idiot. It's funny, but uh-huh. like, and there's some funny parts. It just I don't get one. I think you could do episodes one and two and six and seven, and you don't need the middle really. And two, I think the whole thing could be told in like three hours max. Oh, I see. Yeah. No, I. I wish it was longer. I wish we had more. I first of all, it's, oh, and it it's, was predictable. And I, you knew, like at the beginning, with the uh, when she, when the the husband says, like, yeah, she's so dumb, she'll be fooled by anything. And I'm like, oh, so Jennifer Coolidge is going to get the axe? Like, yeah, I didn't pick up on that. I just thought he was cheating on her, and then you know, oh, I thought another woman. I I was like, oh, this is. Uh, None of the you others know, made I sense. Wonder, I wonder how would... much of that was influenced by you having seen all the memes and stuff that were unavoidable and you kind of were like incepted with that a little bit. Maybe, but it... Because when the show was out, people were not predicting that initially. Like, There's something off about, you know, about the gays as they call, you know, as they referred. To oh, the, they seemed know, obviously movie. off. It was just like... But I remember like after the t- first two episodes and we saw them, my brother and I were watching. I was like, yo, I was like, yo, we want to be friends with those dudes. We want to hang out with them all the time. There seems so much fun. Well, they they and, and they were at the end. Yeah. They were very fun. <laughs> they were extremely fun. We're like, dude, we want to be friends with them. Um, they the gays are great in that, and they are yeah, again. Are we're not just saying that they're called the gays in the show. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. We don't want to be canceled here. So I was underwhelmed. I liked it more than the first season. Uh, the first season of White Lotus I thought was not as good as this. This was uh, better and prettier. I like the Godfather stuff, and that that was cool. And yeah. Sicily's pretty, but yeah, it's just like I mean, I'll, it's okay. I'll answer my hopeless your hopelessness with my hopelessness is my hopelessness that you don't like such an incredible show. I didn't say I didn't like hopeless. it. You didn't hear me say I didn't like uh, it. 
Okay. I watched it in two days. I was just okay. all the hype. I was like, that's what I got at, in the end. I'm like, that's all I get at the end is something I kind of knew was going to happen. Yeah. I, uh, I guess I, the only thing, I didn't know the way she would die. Uh-huh. Um, I thought that that was clever how they, how she just basically killed herself accidentally. Yeah. But that was fun. Was that really was really funny. funny. Yeah. When, Even the action of that sequence was very funny. Very. That was uh, funny. So yeah. I didn't know, but I knew, I just thought like she's got, she's going to go. They're not going to bring then, her back for another season. She's toast. I just thought everything on that show was a 10 out of 10 from the location to the costume. The prostitutes the were acting, great. The prostitutes the, were oh, great. The they were amazing to the casting. Right, like to the craft. I thought the storytelling, every character was so floral. You really got to understand. You got into every single character, from the grandpa to the you know the couple, like both the couples, like everybody. Even the you know, I think Valentina was the receptionist. Was her name like? No, that was a both the very hookers, slow like, plot point. To get to yeah, but exactly. I we we didn't see enough of her. I thought she was great, um, but I thought it was absolutely a masterclass in character study, and everything else was high craft. Um, but I loved it. I loved it. All right. Um, well, I am not alone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was all right. All right. It was all right. Well, and so and I, look, we're we're running short on time, so we're gonna go right to hope hope fulfilled, which is how we end the show. We'll get to some other topics mm-hmm. next week, but there is some hope fulfilled, Rohit. Did you know that? What do we got? Because I've vented a lot. I just vented about White Lotus, right? We've done a lot of venting on this show. But something beautiful happened. Something yeah. magical happened this week. Tell me. A bear in Boulder, Colorado, took 400 selfies of himself on a trail. I saw this. That's amazing. So, do you, so for those who haven't seen this, what that means is this bear, there's all these... Uh, there's all these cameras set up to capture moments with bears. There's like, I think, 12,000 or something bears in this region, and they want to capture just what they're doing. But this one bear posed for these cameras 400 times, taking selfies. So they have 400 pictures of the one same bear just like mugging for the camera because he's a star. And I just feel so much hope. That is just so, that bear is awesome. That gives us 400 days of Instagram posts. Um, hopefully someone starts an account for the bear and just as a daily uh, selfie. Um, oh, that would be so good. Yeah, if he just, I wonder what his name song. is. Does he even have, I don't think he has a name. They got to give him oh, a name like Bob the Bear. Oh, then he'll get all sponsorships and he can do like Uber Eats commercials and all Super this. Super Bowl halftime show? Yes, yes. He'll just be on the halftime field just chasing and mauling the performers. It'll be very funny. Yeah, football's Uh like, we're too violent. Then the bear comes on and just eats football players. (laughs) Like, imagine playing football. You see, watch the Super Bowl, and it's it's, uh, 11 on 11 plus a bear. I freaking love it. Well, that's a hell of a way to end this show, Aaron. Um, So let's all keep an eye out for this Bears Instagram account. Um, We hope everybody, by the time you listen to this, um, you are safe. Everything's good. And we ask that you stay hopeful and we're excited for episode 99. Wayne Gretzky. Let's go. And Aaron Judge. All right. Aaron Judge. Uh, Until next time, I'm Aaron. He's Rohit. Stay hopeful and vent. When the world seems cold and bleak and you just can't take it anymore. Here it comes, that glimmer of hope. A light shines through the dark. It's a hopeless show. With Aaron and Rohit, whoa. Oh, please.
flow. 